glory forever. Amen. Amen. I'd like to ask you to please stand up with me and to read the scripture with me this morning. Now Jesus' mother, would you like to join me? Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, and they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. He replied, my mother and my brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. One day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and set out. As they sailed, so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they ask one another, who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. So if we read this passage carefully, we notice that Jesus, according to Jesus, the word of God was meant to be real to us. And he starts by saying, you know, if you are a real disciple, if you are my family, right, then you do two things. You listen to the word of God, and then you forget about it, right? Because you are too busy with your week, and there are so many challenges in life, and, you know, the word of God is really nice on Sunday morning, but then you forget about it. Is it what he said? Isn't that what we do? (laughs) But he said, those who are my family, they do essentially two things. One, they listen to it, they don't, they, don't, they don't pretend that they're listening to it. They, they listen to it. And they also try to do something about it. Now, I want you to, to remember this passage again. If you can bring it up, uh, the second part of the passage, please. The one of the storms. The second one. The one with the storm? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, I, I want you to see this part that says that they were, I can't see it right now, but it's okay. Next, go back. There you go. The last part. They were what? In great? So this is not a story of the, to make you feel good. This is a story to wake you up and, and tell you that they were in great danger, right? So it was not a simple test they were not, that they were going through, right? Uh, and yet, this is the interesting thing. The writer made sure that we know that they were in great danger, right? That's what the writer does. He made sure that we know that. But at the same time, the writer chose something else. He says that Jesus is expecting them to be ready for this storm and for any storm. And it seems that they only, right, can be ready if they are growing in their faith 
uh, of the power and care of God. So I wanna, I'm going to take a pause here. We don't deny. We, don't, we, don't, we can't do that. We should not do that. We don't deny that danger and problems uh, are part of our lives. We don't deny that. And so the writer doesn't do it either. You know, he said they were in great danger. But the, the point of the matter here is that even though we don't deny dangers and problems, Jesus is actually expecting that what we believe about him is real for us. And so the, the way for, him to, for us to show him that that's real, it seems to me that he's expecting us, us to be ready for the storm. He is not expecting us once in a while to have a storm, but he's expecting us to be ready for any kind of a storm. Now, Paul says that faith emerges by hearing the word of God. And if you use your Bible, um, chapter 8 of Luke, it talks a lot about hearing. And Tommy was uh, preaching last week about the, the soil, remember? The kind of soil that we have. And there is a piece here that says, chapter 8, verse um, 8 says, whoever has ear to hear, let them what? And then later, um, we, you, you will go to another text that's uh, verse 18. It says, therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Wow. And then, when Jesus comes to the passage of his mother and brothers, then he says, my mother and my brother are those who hear. Listen, hear, listen, hear. So he's connecting the reality and the power of the word of God with our ability to pay attention. He's saying, if you're paying attention, then the ability and the power of God will be real to you. And then the storms will be practice for you. He's saying that he's in my family are those who knows what I know, the word of God. But I tell you something. Paul says again that we, the faith emerges by hearing the word of God. Faith was normally based on the word of God. When God gives a word, then we have faith. Now, Jesus says this, let's, let's cross to the other side. And when he says that, he's implicitly saying, that's our destination. We're going to get there no matter what. Let's go to the other side of the lake. So he knew that a storm was waiting for them. And yet, he says, let's go over there. I don't know about you, but I prefer to avoid that kind of storm. Do you? Jesus doesn't do that. He actually invites us into the storm. And I think that's kind of weird because we think Jesus is all about safety. Right? If you want to have peace, look for Jesus. If you want to be guided, look for Jesus. If you want to be uh, if you want to receive some comfort, go to Jesus. All of it. Now, have you ever heard something like, if you want to face in a storm, go with Jesus? You see the difference? We want Jesus for one thing that is convenient to us, but maybe not necessarily for a storm. Now, but Jesus continued to say that we have to go to the other side. Security is very important to us, to all of us but we still need to go to the other side of the lake. 
We do whatever we can to be saved. But Jesus keeps saying, we need to go to the other side. So he, like I said, he embraces the storms to make our faith stronger. Faith is what he's expecting before we go into the storm. And faith is what he's expecting after we go through it. Now, I tell you something else. If Jesus is in the boat, the storm has a time limit. In the presence of Jesus, waves and winds will not prevail. Let me tell you something, that when I was dating my wife, Carolina, uh, we went into a uh, vacation time with her and her family, and they love theme parks. I cannot tolerate them. <laughs> and so they decided that we'll go to this particular ride that is called the Flying Boat Ride. Do you know that Flying Boat Ride? You can just go to a theme park. You will find it. The boat that goes this way? It seems so peaceful. <laughs> so nice. Right? So when I saw the boat, something was going on in me already. But they wanted to see that I was brave enough. Talking about being brave, a team. So they say, let's go into the boat. And I'm like, yeah, really? I don't want to go there. So we went. And so I started a little, very slow, and suddenly it became, for me at least, a storm. And I was pretending that I wanted to be brave, but I couldn't, I couldn't really take it. I was kind of afraid, but I was next, next to Carolina, and I wanted to get married with her, right? So I was pretending that I was fine, but at the end of the, 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 the ride, I was under the thing already. So... Do I, did I overcome the fear of that kind of stuff already? Yes, I had, but I don't prefer to go that for my own account. You know, if I, I have to go to Magic Mountain, I go. And if I have to ride on those things, I do. But do, is that my preference? Not necessarily. You go with me, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes things like that could be waves and winds. I don't know what is for you. Uh, whatever that might be for you, I will definitely say that waves and winds will arise our fears. Anything that we cannot control will arise our fears. But I also want to tell you something else. Waves and winds can arise our faith in the Almighty God. When we see the power of God in action, we are terrified to see that our storms cannot hold God back. They cannot. He will come through in ways that we never expected. Again, ways and winds are opportunity to see God in action. Ways and winds are invitations to review the state of our faith. Here's the question, where is your faith? So everybody's impressed with what just happened, and they're expecting Jesus to tell them, you know what, it's, it's, it's okay, I'm here, you're going to be fine. No, he didn't say that. He says, where is your faith? 
This question is an invitation to see ways and wins as reminders of the power of God. If they are present, God is present too. If ways are fierce and the winds are agitated, then God is taking a nap of confidence nearby. When you are confronted with challenges and trials and problems, God is sleeping somewhere, ready to be awakened by you, by error prayers, maybe. Ways and winds are noisy and scary, but they can be tamed by the hands of the one who created them. So I know that when we are going through difficult times, as, a, as our brother was sharing with us, 11 years through a court trial, I mean, it's, it's really difficult. It's a difficult process. But ways and winds will reveal something else. You know, uh, several years ago, my good friend, Pastor Roberto Colon, got a very bad infec infection in his lungs. Uh, he went to ICU too, and when when we got to visit him, we thought he definitely, he has a picture of death in his face. I mean, it didn't look like he's going to make it. It looked terrible. I mean, he was breathing with so much difficulty. He was, um, you know, I didn't see that he was going to be able to make it. And Carolina and I went there with his uh, wife, Noelia, and so... This is a time when you don't have words to say anything, and we don't, you, you don't know what to say, actually. It's better to remain silent. But then you are <laughs> her friend and his friend, and you happen to be a pastor, too, so you have to do something sometimes. So as we were there visiting with Pastor Roberto Colon, every time I look at him, I saw waves and winds. I didn't know how to pray for my brother. I do know mentally, intellectually, but for the bottom of my heart, I was terrified to how to pray for a person who is almost dying. Anyway, we prayed, and as we were praying, <laughs> I heard something in my heart that I was thinking, oh, this is probably me, but what I heard was, I have given you life, and life you will have. I heard that in my heart, and I'm like, okay, yeah, is that for me? You know, because I don't, I don't know if I, if I can tell him that, right, especially his wife. But then, as we kept praying, the, that, those words were in my heart. I had given you life, and life you will have. And I'm like, do I have to say that? And I was like, no doubt, I have to say that. So I, I said, Noelia, I don't know, but I'm going to tell you something. And I'm thinking, wow, what, what happened? It doesn't, nothing happened. I mean, you know that kind of stuff that comes to your mind? Anyway, so I said, Noelia, this is what I feel God has put in my heart. And I said them those. You know, amazingly so, little by little, day after day, and it, happened, and it passed like two years, this gentleman recovered. He came back. But he went through this mighty storm. But when there is the word of God and when Jesus is present, there are hidden, hidden aspects of the face of God that need to be revealed when we go through the storm. And Jesus, when he wakes up, he doesn't say, hey, can, I, can you tell me what, how the weather is? Uh, you know, I need to know what's going on here. No, Jesus stood up and talked to them. 
Like he knew them, like he was their friend. Say, calm down, you guys. The disciples were terrified. They were amazed. They didn't know what to do with that. And you know, here's the funny thing. God is telling us something and we are thinking about something else. Did you get that? God is talking to us about something and we are thinking about something else. When he asked the question, where is your faith? You know what they were thinking about? Who is this guy? We have been with him. We don't know him, right? Who is him? But Jesus is asking, where is your faith? And they're thinking about something else. Sometimes we are, God is speaking to to us very directly and simply, and we are thinking about something else. But Jesus is saying, where is your faith? Because he knows that our faith sometimes tends to be in the wrong place. The question is not how big is your storm, or how dangerous is your storm, or how scary is your storm. The question is, where is your faith? You know, sometimes we feel like we have to be pampered in, in church and that we need to be told good things and nice things and encouraging things, and that's all good. But sometimes we need to be asked hard questions. Like, where is your faith? Well, Jesus didn't say it like that. I will tell you. He said, where is your faith, guys? Where is it? William Berkeley uh, he said that Jesus trusted God. He knew that he was as near to God by sea as ever he was by land. So that's why he could take a, a nap. When you know that God is with you everywhere, you can take a nap. Even if you are terrified by the waves. You know, our church... PPC is going through a good number of transitions, as we all know. Sometimes it could be felt as a big storm. It could also be taken as a question of faith. PPC, where is your faith? Maybe you and I, again, are like the disciples. We are thinking about something else. The last question reveals our necessity of figuring figuring out how much we know about Jesus or how much we know Jesus. The storms are, like I said, reveal hidden aspects of the face of God. Jesus is also, like we know, Jesus has the authority, but do we know that for sure in our own lives that Jesus do have the authority and the power? As we continue to walk and travel with Jesus, we will continue to be surprised of what he is capable of. You know, when you tell God, God, I want to know you better. I want to get to know your grace and your power better. You know that actually probably you are asking him for a storm. Because you don't get to know Jesus just sitting at the, well, we don't have that here at Sunday school class or whatever, or a Bible study. You, don't, you get to know Jesus, part of Jesus there. But sometimes we need a real go-through experience in order to get to know that part of Jesus that is hidden from us. 
You know, the disciples, they got to know Jesus in many places, but they never got to see him in this place. And when they saw him there, they didn't recognize him. Because they were used to it, and the calm, easygoing Jesus, until they saw the mighty Jesus also calming down the waves and the, and, and the waters and the winds. So I think that's part of what it is in our lives. We don't want to have just a very steady Christian life. But here's the, here's the thing, here's the trick. We aim to have a very steady, very nice, easygoing Christian life. Just the fact that we call ourselves Christians, we, just, we are just in trouble already. You know why? Christians, small, small Christ. Little Christ. So, as Christians, we were not supposed to be only quiet, nice, easygoing people. We are also are going to be challenged by mighty waters and storms. And Jesus is expecting us to be ready for those. So now that we are in a place and time where things doesn't look that, that are going to be easy moving forward in history, moving forward during this time, this country is going to a mighty storm right now, and we are not supposed to expect to have an easy Christianity these days. Are you hearing me? Don't get mad at me. I'm trying to just say what the, what the Bible says. Seriously, don't be cut out into the nicety of, of being a Christian because this time comes for Christians to be ready for the type of storms that we are going through. You might not felt it if you're not an immigrant. You might not felt it if you're not black, maybe, or other, but people are going through a mighty time right now, and we need the power and the presence of Jesus Christ as Latinos, white, Americans, African-Americans, or whatever race. We need to be unified in the power of Almighty Jesus Christ during these times of a storm. Are you with me still? We really need this, brothers and sisters. We really need this. Because, you know, it's really hard to see people suffering, going through mighty waves and storms, and not being able to do anything. It's really hard. I really, I have been talking to God lately, like, God, where are you? That you're allowing this thing to happen in America and in Venezuela. And everywhere, Afghanistan and Syria, everywhere, there is, there is so mighty winds and waves. And Jesus, what are you? Have you ever asked God where he is at? I think this is the time to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, you know, I have had a great night, a great life, easy life, you know, Actually, being a Christian in America in the past was apparently some easier than now. Apparently. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. You can say that. But I, I believe that as time goes by, maybe becoming, being a Christian, it will be a mighty challenge because you are not supposed to be choosing between one or the other. You are supposed to, supposed to be already focused into the only one. And it's hard because we are going to be pressed from outside to choose. 
and Jesus is asking the question, while they're asking about something else, you know, who's this guy? Jesus is saying, where is your faith? How do you feel about that? That sometimes you probably be so worried, and I could be worried about so many things, and God is not worried about those so many things. He's asking us another question. He's saying, where is your faith? So <laughs> this morning, the, the question will be with us, and I hope the question will be with you the whole week, which is when you are faced with so many things that are going through, where is our faith? PPC is called, I believe, to be a church where Jesus is present and where Jesus is spoken and where Jesus is demonstrated without any strings attached. That's really hard, folks. But if we are really looking into Jesus, we will be able to behave as such. He says, those who listen to the word of God and, and then do something about it, right, and put those things into practice, they will be my family. Okay, we need to finish almost, okay? Here, this week, I want you to Actually, if you can and if you want, take time to ponder that question and ask yourself directly. Instead of saying, because that's easy Christianity, where's your faith from you to somebody else? But let's do hard Christianity here and say, what is my faith? Is my faith in the, uh, my personal convictions? Is my faith in other people's convictions and actions? Where is my faith? Ask that question to yourself. Not to somebody else, but to yourself. And the other one is, let's pray to be able to see where you and I need to trust God for something that is beyond our ability to control. You know what it is easy? To pray for a, a, a raise a, at your workplace when you know yeah, that your boss is really kind and you have a surplus and that the raise is coming. So you, right? So you say, God, can you help us with that? It's gonna happen, friends, without prayer, maybe. But when you see your boss as somebody that doesn't care about employees, and yet he or she has the power to raise you and he's not doing anything, and you pray, then something else might happen. So Christian, easy Christianity is not for PPC. If you can tell me of the past times where everything was good, I don't believe you, because I read the history of this church, and not everything has been easy for this church in the past. There have been times when we were not probably able to pay for the building or whatever we needed to pay for, and God came through. So easy Christianity has not been part of his church. Don't make it happen now. It's not going to be like that. Easy Christianity is not for you. It's Christianity that is real will suffer, will go through storms, will go through difficult times but also will overcome.
So I would like to encourage you this morning to see whatever you're going through, either as a personal level, as a family level, at work, at school, at church, whatever, as a place to practice what Jesus has already taught you, which is that he is near you even when he's sleeping. I don't know how he could sleep there, humanly talking, but he was. Was he snoring? I don't know. <laughs> but one thing for sure, he was confidently sleeping because what was holding his life was not the ability of the boat to hold his life. Or the disciple who knew how to deal with the, with the ocean. But what was holding his life was the father who he really loved and cared all his life. So what was, will hold your life, what will bless your life, will be your, your father in heaven, God Almighty, will hold your life all the time, with or without boat. Amen? Amen. So let's just stand down and pray, let's pray together. Let's pray. This morning, we heard that... Um, you're expecting us to have faith. Whether little faith, or somehow faith, or a portion of faith, or, some, or a lot of faith, it doesn't matter. You are expecting us to have faith. And we know that we have a good number of challenges in our communities, in our families, in our country, and throughout the world where we cannot live without faith. And you are called because you are called to empower us to do so. But we need to really be able to and willing to embrace your word that, are, that is telling us, I have given you life and life you will have. So Father, as we go through today, we pray for the festival where we are opening up ourselves to the community and we will re we'll be ready for people who are asking for God in places, even in places of entertainment. Please, Father, go with us today, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.